morning. <laughs> so as you look at our scriptures today, there's kind of a theme of what, what the Jewish people call the Shema. And that is the, that, that scripture we heard twice today. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. That's called the Shema. And the Jewish people that are practicing their faith will often wear that. You'll see that little box on their forehead. I mean, and in that little box is those words, the, the Shema prayer, the word of Scripture. And they have it on their arms as well. And they'll put it on their every door in the doors of their home. When they walk into their home, they will touch the Shema. And in that little box, again, the Shema is this actual Scripture quote. Hear, O Israel. Shema, that's what it means. Hear, O Israel, meaning listen, pay attention. And this is what I was hearing as I was listening to these scriptures this morning. What is your experience of how God experiences you? Did you ever think about that? Because that's a very important question to ask in your spiritual life. What's your experience of how God experiences you? Like when you when you're with a friend, it's knowing their experience of you and the joy of knowing that someone desires you, someone longs to be with you, somebody sees you as someone they want to spend time with. And I think this is an important question for us to ask because I think sometimes we have this idea or we feel God is very distant. Or we think that you're at Mass this morning. The word I got this morning for you guys is, it matters you're here and you matter. It matters you're here and you matter. How does it feel to know God saying to you right now, you matter to me. I love you. I love you not just as a corporate group of people here. I love you as my beloved daughter. I love you as my son. And I care about you. And I want to be with you. I don't find you hard to be with. I don't find it work to spend time with you. I'm your heavenly father. I love you. I want you to know that. I want you to claim that. Hear, O Israel. Again, Shema. Did you hear what I just said? You matter. Your being here this morning warms the heart of Jesus. And he wants you to know that he's not just with you when you're here on Sunday. He's with you in the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows of your everyday life. He's with each one of us in a very personal way. But again, did you hear what I said? Will your mind let your heart accept what I just said to you? Or will your mind hijack it saying, nobody can do that. Nobody can love me that way. So your mind can hijack your heart's desire. Your mind can short circuit the longing you have, your mind's like, yeah, but that's not possible. Yeah, but I've never seen that happen. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Our minds have a hard time receiving the good news. But our hearts were made for the good news. So the heart has to lead the head. If the head leads the heart, you're going to always run into walls. Because your mind's, again, collected data from the world you live in, that we live in, which is imperfect and broken. And, and, and not able to provide for us what we're created for. So naturally, there's a frustration in each one of us. We like to call this a holy discontent. 
There's a holy discontent in me because I want that connection. I want that relationship. I want it. And I think sometimes if you don't think you want it, it's because you've been hurt too much and you've kind of withdrawn from yourself. Your heart's too painful to listen to anymore because you don't believe that what your heart wants is possible. Hear, O Israel, the Lord's saying to you right now, He's talking to everybody right now. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord alone, first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. I'm the Lord your God. Have no other gods besides me. Hear, O Israel, will you hear me? I created you, I made you, I designed you. I know what you're longing for, more than you know what you're longing for. I know what you're thinking, I know your thoughts from afar. I count every hair on your head. I know every cell in your body. I know exactly what's going on in your emotions right now. I know the trauma, I know the memories you hold. I know the fears you have. I know the doubts. And I know your joys. I know what gets you excited. I know what you long to do. I know what you have fun with. I know what you like to do. I know your favorite food. I know what your favorite television shows. God knows you. Hero Israel, will you let the Lord be for you? Will we let the Lord be for each one of us who he came to be? And this is, again, what is your experience of God's experience of you. What is your experience of God's experience of you? What kind of God do your, does your mind have in it? You know, what is your image of God? That's a very important question. Because if my image of God doesn't line up with the love of Jesus for me, then my image of God is wrong. It was given to me by brokenness and Broken experiences, whether it be brokenness through the church, brokenness through family, brokenness through a coach, a teacher, a parent, family, friends. We collect these ideas in our hearts, hope, and our minds say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. I would ask everyone here to make a decision. Make a decision today. Don't be a person that kind of says, well, that was a nice idea, and go back to your same old, same old. Everyone in here can leave church today believing that God is madly in love with you. That that's your experience of his experience of you. I experienced Jesus. Isn't that what, what um, when a man, I did a wedding yesterday, isn't that what a man excites a man's heart and a woman's heart is to experience her love for him and his love for her and how she manifests for him the love she has for him and how she he manifests for her the love he has for her like that's what gets us excited about relationship and jesus became god became visible because he wants to get you excited about how much he desires you delights in you, loves you. But see again, are you hearing, O Israel? Are you listening? 
Or again, is your mind saying, those are some great ideas, but I find in my life, I have to do this every day. When I get out of bed, I have to make a decision to believe God's madly in love with me. Because sometimes I don't feel God's madly in love with me. Sometimes I don't even love myself. Sometimes I struggle um, to let others love me. Sometimes I struggle to give that love. But my feelings don't determine reality. Sometimes my feelings don't line up with what's true. So I have to lead my feelings with my spirit, again, with my, with, my, with my heart and with the spirit of God and the truth of the gospel. Jesus is madly in love with me. And if I could put both feet into that truth, you won't leave church the same today. People that fall in love, how many of you, when you fall in love, you've been on a date or you're going out with your, your spouse or you're hanging out with someone you really like to spend time with? It might not even be a a relationship of, of, of spousal it might be just a friend you really enjoy hanging out with do you ever like keep looking at your watch when you're with that friend you never do when you're in love you don't even remember to eat you forget about food so it kind of shows isn't it when we eat a lot of times it's not because we're hungry it's because we're we're hurting we use food to comfort our hurts when you're in love, that void's getting filled up. So you're like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. And you're on the phone with that person you love. Not just an hour, maybe two hours. You're on the phone. You're always texting. You're connecting. Your relationship. You, God wants to text you. God wants to call you. God wants to come to your house. Remember Zacchaeus was in the tree? Jesus stopped and said, Zacchaeus, I want to come to your house today. Zacchaeus' mind exploded. He's like, me? You want me? If you knew who I was, you wouldn't really want to come to my house, Lord. Do you really want to be with me? Guys, this is why it's called good news. But again, please be careful that you don't let your mind hijack your life. As believers, as Christians, as followers of Jesus... We don't live by the world's understanding of love. We live by heaven's understanding of love. We don't live by the world's standards. We live by God's standards. We are called to be a holy people set apart. We look different by the way we handle failure. A Christian doesn't handle failure the same way the world handles failure. A Christian doesn't handle another person's sin or their own sin the way the world handles people's sins. A Christian doesn't handle someone that's annoying the way the world handles someone that's annoying. A Christian stands out. They look different. But it starts here with a decision. I'm going to just go along with what Father Michael's preaching this morning, and I'm going to believe God's madly in love with me. And I'm going to let that set me free, and I'm going to start walking in that. As I leave church today, I'm going to tell a few people, God's madly in love with me. I texted my brother the other day and said, I'm purely amazing. I said, I'm amazing. I said, God made me so amazing. He's like, what do, what do you, you know, sometimes they don't know what to do when I say stuff like that. <laughs> But that's not, that's not just me like making up stuff. That's the truth. 
I'm amazing. You're amazing. God made me amazing. He made me amazing. Will I let that happen to me so I could start walking in it? Or will my mind hijack that? You, uh, you're not amazing. You, you know, you have this problem, you have that, you have this struggle. See, the mind, guys, is powerful. It can be a great tool to glorify God. But this thing can also be very damaging. Because what we store in this, this mind of ours can bring us into freedom or slavery. It can bring life and destroy life. It can encourage, it can discourage. And so I just want to invite you as a Christian man, as a father to you, as beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, to take this prayer all week. Hear, O, hear, o Israel. Put your name in there. Hear, O Michael. Hear, O Michael. Hear, O Joseph. Hear, O John. Hear, O Susan. Hear, O Jennifer. Hear, meaning open these things up. Not just to go in and out, but to go in and down to the heart. Here, Michael, what? The Lord is our God. The Lord alone is the love of your life. The Lord alone is your love. The Lord alone satisfies you. Therefore, Michael, love the Lord your God today and every day with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Love the Lord your God. Then our psalm. I love you, Lord, my strength. So your homework this week is to pray and ask yourself the question, what is my experience of God's experience of me? Or I would even go another step. What is your hope? What would you like God to experience when he experiences you? How would you like to be experienced? How would you like to be experienced by God? What's in your heart? What is your dream about how you want Jesus to know you and experience you? How do you want to see Jesus react when he looks at you? Oh, here he comes again. No, not like that, right? <laughs> here comes Michael. Get ready, Father, it's the Holy Spirit, here he comes. No, Jesus, he doesn't do that, right? He's like, here comes Michael. Praise God. Can't wait to hang out with him. He's finally giving me some time to love him. He's finally creating a little space in his life for us, Dad. Hey, Father, Dad. Jesus is like, Dad, here comes Michael. He wants to let us love him. Let's send him a few extra angels. Let's pray over him. St. Peter, St. Paul, get down there. Help, help Father Michael out. Help him out. See, God's excited. If I don't believe God's excited with me, how in the world am I going to share the joy of the gospel with my brothers and sisters? Do you see how we could easily be oppressed by lies that we believe? We could live in darkness and not even know we're living in darkness. We could think that we're Christian and we are by name, but is my experience of life Christian? Christianity is not coming to church once a week. Christianity is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of joy. Now, I'm not talking about just superficial joy. I mean, there's hard days. We have our really difficult times. But I still carry the hope of Jesus in my heart when I'm up on that cross in my life during the week at times. There's days you're very discouraged. You're going to feel discouragement, depression, anxiety, fear. You're going to feel those things. 
but I'm not going to let those things determine their truth. Those things are a part of my human experience, but they don't have the power over me because Jesus who is in me is greater than he who's in the world. And none of you, none of the people of this earth can ultimately harm Michael. No one could touch me. I mean, you could kill me, but that's not ultimately touching me because I have my soul. You can't touch my soul. You could shred us up into a thousand pieces. You can't touch my soul. My soul's in him. He's in me. And so I walk in confidence all week long. And again, I have my struggles. I have my difficulties. But I want you guys to think this stuff through. Pray and think about it. What's your experience of God's experience of you? That's an important question to ask yourself. And if you're kind of dragging your feet all week, don't beat yourself up. But most likely, you're fellowshipping with lies in your head. If you're dragging your feet and putting your head down and you just don't have that joy, don't beat yourself up. It's okay. I do it. We all do it. We're all broken. But today you can make a decision to be like, you know, I must be believing things that aren't true about me. Because if I did believe the truth, I would have a joy and a peace about me. And it's okay to admit, Lord, I really don't know what I'm believing that's causing me to carry this heaviness on my heart. But Jesus, I want to ask you to be my Lord and my Savior to help me today to receive how you see me, how you look at me, how you love me. And again, it goes back to this, guys. Make a decision in your spirit to believe what he says about you. Because a lot of people in the world want to tell you who you are and how you should be loved. No one could do that but Jesus. And I always say, smile until your face catches up with you. Smile in faith. God loves me. He's in love with me. He's madly in love with me. Smile in faith until your emotions catch up. Smile in faith until your mind catches up. Smile in faith. And you'll eventually start walking it out. It takes faith to walk this out. One day you wake up and you'll be like, you wake up with new energy, new life. Why? Because my body, mind, emotions is starting to catch up with what my spirit's choosing. I'm choosing Jesus. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, you the Lord alone. I love you, Lord, with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, and all my strength. Take to heart these words, it says, which I enjoin on you today. Take to heart these words, which I enjoin on you today. So, finally, you guys are going to leave Mass here in a little bit. <clears throat> and we have a donut Sunday. And we have our uh, wax museum today. Take some time to take your kids through there. Our eighth graders that are being confirmed are going to dress up in the saints that they're choosing for their confirmation. And they have an amazing just way of sharing the life of that saint. Um, take some time to visit them there. And as you again, go this week, make a decision today to walk by faith, not by sight. To ask yourself again that question, what's my experience of God's experience in me? Again, please take some time this week to just sit with that question. Just sit with it and ponder it and ask the Lord.